Welcome to a paranormal show unlike any other. The Ghost Helpers Show with your guides, Tina Irwin and Laura Van Tyne. Where the paranormal is more normal than you think. We are seasoned psychics who once led normal, everyday lives just like you. Until the paranormal world refused to be ignored any longer. We have listened to countless dead tell their stories, and we are sharing that knowledge with you. Join us each week as we take a piece of the paranormal and explain how it works using true ghost stories, the tales that the dead have told us. Our intention is to offer new insights and understandings of the paranormal pandemonium which surrounds that mystical fourth dimension and how it impacts our normal everyday lives. The Ghost Helper Show with Laura and Tina, teaching the living to help the dead, starts now. Welcome everyone to Ghost Helpers. I'm Tina Irwin and I'm here with Laura Van Tyne and we would like to thank you for joining us today because we're going to discuss a simple fact that the paranormal is so much more normal than you think and paranormal stuff happens every day. This week we're going to be sharing some stories, some of the oldest ghost stories. How old can a ghost be? But first we're kind of going to pivot around to a current event story that happened And because there's an awful lot that can be learned from this unfortunate event. So, Laura, it was in your hometown. It was in my hometown in in Poway. The kids are from my hometown. And this happens in everybody's hometown at some point. Last week, there were five teenage boys who, ages like 15 to 19, who got into one of their parents' cars and they made some really poor decisions. It's the stuff that parent nightmares are made out of. And at 3 a.m. on a Saturday night, these boys were all highly intoxicated, driving a BMW. The driver had had his license revoked for something. I don't know what, but I'm assuming (laughs) probably unsafe decisions. Anyways, this car veered, it was on the San Diego freeway. And in San Diego at night, you can go pretty fast. And the, you go pretty fast during the day. In the day. It's not like L.A., right? It's not like L.A., which is the perpetual parking lot. So the car ended up veering off of a 40-foot embankment. It hit the guardrail and flew off the side, and it flew 40 feet, and it exploded into a gulf of flames upon impact. And immediately, two of the five boys died. And it's possible that others have died also. We know that the driver is still in a coma. To this day and how do we know this and what happened is when bad things like this happen and these were some really poor decisions i mean it's no parent should ever have to go through this i, I think that's a fair statement we went in to cross over those souls because what tina and i know is that when somebody is suddenly ejected out of their body they may not know they're dead if you're super intoxicated you're not going to know you're dead. And so Tina and I remote viewed this location and we found all the boys there, the boys who died and also the boys who were in a coma. Their soul was ejected out of their body, but they're not with their body. This is kind of a esoteric thing to grasp here. So we crossed over the dead boys because we need to clean up that energy. We don't want that to keep happening to other people, intoxicated or not. It's a predecessor energy. That predecessor energy is going to linger at that site until somebody comes along and cleans it up. And that's, we're kind of like the psychic cleaning ladies to, for lack of a better 
Yeah. That, that's the most <laughs> humble phrase we could possibly yeah. use. We just cleaned that area up so that it won't be continue to be attractive for accidents. future accidents. And one of the things that was a little disconcerting, first of all, yes, these boys were all intoxicated. They made some bad decisions. But while we're at the scene, if you've ever seen the movie Ghost, at the very end of that scene, you have all of these little, what we call lower realm intelligences coming up at that murderer guy. These things were surrounding the boys. And the boys were, um, honestly, they were very belligerent. They were swearing. They were um, still partying also. We crossed- They're sort of drug and alcohol and induced mental frame of mind just because death yeah it doesn't stop at death that's i think one of the things that we want to bring up is that when you're intoxicated it embeds your soul not just your physical body but also your soul so we cross over the dead boys we clean up all these lower realms but the boys that are still alive and are still in a coma we assigned angels to them to bring them back to their body and I know this sounds really strange and kind of wackadoo and out there, but by bringing him back to his body, he now has a better ability. He has ability to make a better choice if he's going to live or die. It's not our decision. No, you can't cross over somebody in a coma. You, you, you don't have any jurisdiction to do such a thing. You can cross over the dead, but not the coma people. And that's, um, we talk but, about this actually in great depth in the third ghost stories in the ghost point of view book. Um, the Shadowlands, I think yeah, is what it was it's, called. It's the story about the Shadowlands. And, and it was the same thing. It was a car accident, but these kids weren't intoxicated. This was just a joyride gone horribly wrong. A joyride gone horribly wrong along it. You know, we, we hear of these concepts along the roads, dead man's curve, or there's always accidents here. Why is that? Well, if you clear the land and you cross over the dead, as we're driving by, our subconscious may not be diverted. And we, we look and we see something out of the corner of our eye and something, and we, we have an accident. So that is always, it's a huge public service to cross over the dead that have been at any accident site like that. And, you know, we, people will put up crosses and flowers at accident sites alongside of the road. While that's, meaningful to the family to the family it also attracts more dead and more of these dark intelligences to feast off of those souls and it's distracting for other drivers and, and i know that's probably not politically correct but let's look at what since when are you politically correct not ever <laughs> not ever okay. politically correct my my point is that when you're driving anything can be a distraction and an awful lot of crosses on the side of the road. Again, they're really meaningful to the family, but you're, we're looking at what is the overall, the overarching greatest good. And the overarching greatest good is not to have those crosses and flowers. Balloons, a, a, a et cetera. Constant reminder on the side of, of the road. Of the death of those people. And if you happen to see that and you're, you're driving by, cross the dead over. I mean, use the crossing over prayer card and cross the dead over and um because they are a distraction for any driver going by can't help it it's you're kind of magnetic to those crosses on the side of the road and then you feel bad and you're distracted yeah and by by the way we're going to be talking about really old ghost stories because how old is too old to be a ghost but one of the things i want to bring up is that if we hadn't have crossed those boys over 
they never would have had the opportunity to cross over into the heaven world for soul healing and soul restoration and guidance. And that is a big deal. No matter how we lived or how we died, every soul needs to cross over because it helps the living and it helps the dead. There's another little element here. Those dark little dark beings were feasting on these souls, the drugs, the alcohol, the energy of the accident, the energy of death that the was fire. A, the fire. All of those were feasts for these lower realm intelligences and by denying them that that energy in that that location has to completely calm down because we also crossed over and removed the lower realm intelligences we didn't just banish them we actually removed them in addition to the souls they go to different places um and those kids may have made and it's bad not, decisions in previous lives it's too. not our choice it's not our decision to say where who goes who goes where we hand that off to the higher realms because we don't get paid enough for that do we <laughs> it's way beyond our pay grade <laughs> so, and besides it gives the people in the higher realms a job. something to do right something to do um but the the big issue here is everything is energy our souls are energy you know computers are energy you know even food is energy all of these things are energy and when we can cross over these souls you got to remember that these dark beings don't have access to the God source. So they need a step down transformer and they love this soul energy of humans because that's what they need to feast off of and to wreak havoc. So if we cross them over, we stop that cycle. And I, I know that's getting pretty deep, but. No, it isn't. We're stopping the karmic clock. We're not change. We are influencing their karma because we cross them over and you know, we're influencing it in a positive way. We cannot change the karma that happened. That's not our job. Crossing them over stops the karmic clock and enables them to have a better start and a fresher start in the next life. Okay. Okay. Before we start with old ghosts, I want to talk about a little project we've been working on. Okay. We're going to switch gears here. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll talk about right. old ghosts. Switching gears. All right. Hey, you go girlfriend. We are. She's really excited. I, I am really excited because this was like, in many ways, my kids' childhood and my childhood. And that is the movie Frozen is full of psychic abilities. It's a very spiritual movie that's cloaked in an animation. I called it a cartoon. And Tina's like, you can't call that a cartoon. I'm well, like, okay, I fine. Mean, you need to be modern, Laura. Okay, I fine. mean, come on now. Look, it's, it's an animated film. It's an animated film. So this animated film is full of all kinds of spiritual insights. And we are creating an online course based on that. Um, we're in the process of creating it. We're gonna release it in mid-March. And anybody who is interested in taking this course, we're going to do basically a pre-sale of $19.99, which is really, really, really low because this is an intense and long course um, full of amazing information. If you go to ghosthelpers.com and you go down to the courses, you can pre-purchase that. And so for the first, and Tina doesn't know this, <laughs> watch the look in her face. <laughs> For the first 50 people who sign up for this course, we're going to do a, Q, a webinar, a live Q&A that you may have, and we'll be able to have one-on-one -on -one interactions. Can I pay, buy new clothes for that? Yes, you can. <laughs> I go, oh, yes, I can go shopping. So 
for the first 50 people that sign up, we are going to be offering a live webinar, of, which is a Q&A. So you can ask us any questions one-on-one. -on -one. We have to limit it to 50 because we want to make sure that we can address everybody's questions. So, yeah. Well, I, I did want to say that the idea for this course came from my daughter-in-law, Amy. And, you know, I've, I've seen the, I've got a lot of granddaughters, so I've seen the course a couple, the show a couple times. And uh, Amy and I were sitting down at Christmas and she said, there's some really unusual things in that film. Things that, you know, all of these different nature spirits and water has memory, what's that all about? And we had, you know, had a coffee, we sat down and had coffee and just went over and I thought, you're not the only one with these questions. What do these things really mean? They're like, what is it with the salamander and fire? How, is that just an animator's idea? I'm not going to give that away. Right. And the, the fifth course. element. And, you know, what Elsa's really doing is she's manipulating energy with her hands, but you have to make it tangible. So they're using water. I mean, that's, it's exactly. just one of the many things and we can and, all do this, but we have to be responsible with it too. You mean I can freeze somebody out? Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you done that to me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so this course is one, it's a lot of fun, but if you think you have a psychic kid or you think you were psychic as a child and you want to understand some of these elements of magic, which actually are recurring themes in an awful lot of especially Disney films. How does this stuff work? And maybe it's time to just take it all apart and not, not remove the, the fun elements, but just go into it a little deeper and look at some of the really ancient knowledge and how it was applied in a modern day film. This in, you know, 2020, Tina and I've been talking about the fact that we are literally focusing in on soul health, spiritual awakening, this book or this book, this animation, not a cartoon is very, there's a lot of spiritual spirituality and spiritual elements to this that we want to be addressing because if you don't, our soul health is tied to our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, even our financial health. And if we can address the soul of the living and the dead, we can really start to help our, raise ourselves up so that we have more wisdom, we can understand things on a different level. So that's what this is about. And we are so excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. All right, so how old can a ghost be? Can you ever get timed out as a ghost? Actually, no. Yeah. A ghost can go, can, can be very, 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 very old. And you know, a ghost is a soul who's stuck between dimensions. They're literally stuck between heaven and earth. We've left our physical body and they have not crossed over. And so they're languishing in the fourth dimension. And this goes back to the physics principle that energy is neither created nor destroyed. And if my husband were here, he would give me this entire dissertation on entropy and how the law of thermodynamics really works. But we're not going to do that because I don't have that memorized. <laughs> Energy is neither created nor destroyed. Bottom line. It can shift, right? And so changes shape, which is exactly what happened in Frozen. It changed shape. And that goes back to this basic principle. And the energy that is a person has to go somewhere. It doesn't become compost. It can't. All right. So let's start out with your trip to bath england that you took a couple years ago in 2016 we were in bath um our daughter was getting her master's at the university of bath and it's a really really ancient place and they have the roman baths there that are still i mean the water still keeps coming into these baths it's just been flowing for 2000 years 
these were established before the time of Christ. It gives you some idea of how old they are. And some of the Romans went into these areas. In addition to the original people who lived in this area, they used those springs. But the Romans, being the Romans, loved water. So they built these incredible structures. It's a, it's a really beautiful facility. And you have rooms with hot water and rooms with cold water because that's how the springs came in. You had changing rooms. And it was astounding. And I mean, it's a large complex in downtown Bath. It's just fascinating. Loved being there. And I you know, we turned to this corner and there are these two 10 or 12 year old boys and they, and they go, do you think he's still mad at us? And I'm thinking, I know my husband did not hear that. <laughs> do you think he's still mad at us? And I said, well, I don't know who would that be? And they said, we think he's still mad at us. Cause he was, he was beating us pretty badly the other day. And I'm thinking, yeah. And he just beat you to death. Both of you. I can't, I don't know. I can see that you're pretty bloody and I, I don't know what he used to bludgeon them, but they were dead and they had been dead 2000 years in, in the Roman baths. And I, I got the impression it was the first person they'd actually spoken to. And I asked them if they were tired and they said they were tired and cold and they didn't want this man to come back and beat them again. And I said, okay, then let's, you know, I, I brought in a team of angels and, and they had no idea they died. They thought that they were waiting to get beaten again and to get their wounds cleaned up so they could go back to serving. They were basically slaves, um, slaves to this Roman guy, because the Romans had a lot of slaves and they were white slaves. They weren't black slaves. Um, and they would take native people and then they would become they would capture them. Some of them would become slaves or they would bring them in from other countries because the Romans were constantly conquering. And, um, and they, they were so stunned. They said, you mean we died? I said, yeah, it's been quite a while since you died. They couldn't read or write. They had no education. They were just boys that helped people with their clothing and, you know, toweling off or whatever it was that the Romans were doing in and out of the, the uh, baths. And so I crossed them over and they went, you mean we're not ever going to get to grow up? Even as slaves, we wanted to grow up. And I said, I'm awfully sorry, but you know, your time will come again. That will, that will get to happen. And then they were gone. So they won't be bothering. They won't be coming up to any other tourists. Well, and, it's, and how many thousands of tourists might have sensed them, but didn't really. Right. And it's not that they were bothering people necessarily to be malicious vicious you're thinking malicious malicious and vicious, and vicious right so you can, can read my mind <laughs> there have been times where we're working on a book and she's typing a sentence and i'm not saying a word but she's typing my thoughts <laughs> it's really scary <laughs> so <laughs> not kidding <laughs> be careful what you think <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, but she doesn't do that with everyone. So I don't want people to think that she's out reading minds. That does not happen. It's exhausting. <laughs> anyway, yeah. back to these. All right. So these little boys got got crossed over. So they were 2000 years old. And I think that a lot of people reincarnate from that dimension, but sometimes they don't reincarnate for a really long time. And we want to, yeah, we want to talk about this reincarnation concept. So when we it was taken out of the Bible in the Council of Nicaea, and I forget five, whatever, 80. 1428. 14, not that I keep. No, that it was before. I thought my... it was before that. It, it, I think 1428. 
Okay, we're not going to debate this, but it was taken out of the Bible, Council of Nicaea, go look it up. And what that did was it gave power to the priests and the church, because if you had one life to live, you better believe this authority figure so you don't go to hell for the rest of eternity, basically. But there was another element to that. There's another element, yes. Go for it. The other element was that one of the, the prostitutes who was sleeping with one of the cardinals whispered in his ear that she wanted that reincarnation thing removed because she didn't want anybody to come back and recognize that she'd been a prostitute in another life. That's how heavily this was believed. And so she, you know, pushed him to get it erased so that she wouldn't feel harmed, which I cannot even imagine the karma yeah. of that one action, but it was significant. And if you think about the logic behind that, it's absurd, but you know, whatever. If we only had, so what this has done is throughout the planet and not every culture, not every part of the world believes this, but many people believe that you have only one life to live. Then you die and you go play a harp on a cloud for eternity and that's it. Well, that's a really simplistic view. We have many lifetimes to live on this planet so we can learn and grow or not. And by crossing over, we, when we come, we, when we cross over to the heaven world, we come back, we're fortified with knowledge, with healing, with all of these things that are afforded from God, the God source, whatever you want to call it. But there are souls who do not cross over. And at the beginning, we were talking about those five boys and all of these lower realms that were now onto them and if we had not crossed them over they would have languished in that fourth dimension until they were reincarnated from that fourth dimension that's a big deal and and then really is our our compassionate focus is to help the help all souls living and dead and how old can a soul really be well i happened to collide with a stack of time that was two thousand years old and um, the concept of a stack of time goes back to a lot of the work of Einstein that time doesn't just follow. In it's not straight. linear. It's not linear. It can, it can be in different stacks because the energy, if you look at trees have leaves that trees lose their leaves and they create layers of soil. So when an archeologist looks, he sees the layers of time. Well, that's energy. And the things that happen in that time are layered well that's a stack of time in a visual sense and if you have a very old location like the roman baths i'm sure there are many other people that day i was only shown those two boys i can't tell you why and yeah. so that's what happens and you can have someone who's five thousand years old it doesn't matter if you happen to be clearing a stack of time you're going to go back to the earliest influencing stack of time to begin to clear it and you don't get to decide how old that is. Right. And you have, we have to remember that soul, not all souls are heaven sent. Once a baby is born, oh my gosh, you know what a you know, great gift from heaven. Not always. For example, serial killers probably don't come from the heaven world. And what we found out over the years is that when a soul reincarnates from that fourth dimension, they come back to this planet a little more broken with 
more issues, violent tendencies at times, or a and lot of more times. More of the original soul energy shaved off. And that's a problem. <clears throat> and so by crossing over all souls, it helps the planet and it helps the living. And with these boys, they made some really poor choices. They intentionally got intoxicated. They intentionally got into a car and that car became a weapon. Now, it's not ours to judge if they should cross over or not. The idea is, is that they all need to cross over so the heaven world now has access to their souls for healing and restoration and lessons and opportunities to possibly grow from those experiences. It doesn't mitigate what they've done. It doesn't change the karma of the, the event. The event took place and there may have been other nothing is as black and white as it seems on the surface yes they were you know four or five angry teenagers but you see this a lot what, what made them angry teenagers did they come in that way was there a, a, an issue that was going on around them with you know a family member had something happened to each of them and again there's a lot that we don't know. So it's not up to us to judge that situation. No matter how horrible the crime may have been with a soul that is stuck between dimensions, they need to cross over. I remember one of the first, oh God, wicked per people, person I'd ever crossed over kidnapped some women in Ohio. I mean, it was horrible, but if we would have let him lang languish and I have relatives over there and I think that was the connection. Um, if we had let him languish in that fourth dimension, he would have haunted his kidnapped victims. He would have haunted the living and he would have come reincarnated eventually, even possibly more as a mon even more of a monster than he was in this lifetime. Exactly. And that's, again, that's our, our goal. And that's been the goal with this show from the very beginning, whether it was when we started out with the karma part and then we moved into ghost helpers is to help people understand that your actions and reactions are going to echo out through time. All right, well with that, you're listening to Ghost Helpers on Transformation Talk Radio and we will be right back. This ain't your daddy's toolbox. Are you ready to empower yourself with the right tools to support your body from the inside out? Join the Oil Lounge as they guide you in building your wellness toolbox of essential oils and plant-based products. It's time to ditch the toxins we're exposed to on a daily basis. The Oil Lounge is committed to sharing the value of essential oils. They offer simple and easy ways to use these life-enhancing products without breaking the bank. Are you ready to start building your everyday wellness toolbox? Visit theoillounge.com today. The Coach Peggy Show, all things wellness with me, Coach Peggy Wilms. Tune in every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where I'm going to talk to you about all things wellness. We go way beyond nutrition and fitness, you guys. It's the Coach Peggy Show. We get bold, we get badass, and we never go half in. And for more information, you can visit me at AllThingsWellness.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. 
Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www. DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul-stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Welcome back to Ghost Helpers. And we're going to start this section off with an announcement that we have. And it's been a really, <laughs> yeah, it's been a really hard decision to make. And we are next week is going to be our last show here because we are going to be out traveling and speaking a lot in 2020 and building courses and some other things. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from the radio show life at, at Transformation Talk Radio. And we are very, very grateful to Dr. Pat and the whole team you know, Zach and Benny and, you know, our old producer, Kat and Nate, and they've all been so wonderful. And it, it's not a decision we came to lightly because we love doing this and we love hearing from you, but we're going to be shifting gears a little bit. So if you don't follow us on social media, you can go to Facebook and you can find our Facebook page, Real Ghost Helpers. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter, all of those places. And if you're not on social media, shoot us an email at contact at ghosthelpers.com and we will keep you apprised of where we're at and what areas of the country we're going to be in. We're really quite excited about this. And we, we, it was a tough decision. It was a tough decision <clears throat> and it, it really taught us a lot more than just about mascara <laughs> your eyes look great on tell on uh, on a video you know when we did our first radio show at wcjv out of new york like all those years ago i would like quip, oh gosh i have a great face for radio and then transformation talk radio is like oh yeah but we put a camera in front of you for this one <laughs> yeah we had to learn all those so we things. learned a lot and we're very grateful for that um so please do follow us. And, you know, we love hearing from you guys. It's just, it makes our day when we hear from you, honestly. And next week, we're going to be doing our very last show. And we're going to finally go to Monument Valley, pending any rupturing appendixes or whatever. So, and this is a place that we, we go to every year. It's, it's sort of our pilgrimage. It's our spiritual happy place. 
And we are talking with the owners about creating a spiritual retreat sometime. And the, the owners of Goulding's Lodge. Yeah. They don't own Monument Valley. They don't own Monument Valley. <laughs> <laughs> They've just been there forever. Yes. So, and so that's what we're going to be focusing in on 2020. And we're going to take the month of February off from recording. And in March, we'll probably do some Facebook live things. Um, here and there so please do follow us and we would love to have you you join us with us and if you're listening to our app you can still listen to previous episodes and we will be uploading new episodes through uh and they will be available on the ghost helpers that's app. true we do we never advertise that but we do have, we an, have an app, app for your phone called ghost helpers so go to and you it's know free your it's google play free. or your itunes and you can download ghost helpers yeah it's really cool we also want to remind everybody that we are very ordinary people and we had an extraordinary series of experiences happen to us, which means there's a lot of things we aren't. We're not casting aspersions on people in any way who are this, but we are not, we're not angel walk-ins. We're really ordinary women who have had some tough I mean, I just do have a PhD Paranormal from the school of hard psychic. I mean, you are a retired Navy commander. I am a public school teacher. I mean, so normal. We're what would you would consider normal? And we don't read cards. We don't do Ouija and Tarot. Uh, we don't channel uh, at all. Uh, we're not alien, although my husband wonders about really? me sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you with this face, I'm not a priestess. Dang it. You know what? I'm not. Damn I'm it. never going to here, be there. Here's the thing is if you were a priestess, that would make me a high priestess. I know. You'd be a high priestess. <laughs> <Dang but. it. laughs> I took a picture today, by the way, of the four pillows you sit on. And I, I posted <laughs> it on Facebook. So go see what Tina sits on every week for this show. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, the other thing is we're not goddesses because that would make men gods. And that's kind of doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> men are on the same path we are. And we kind of, I like that level playing field a lot more well, than that. And when, when we look at reincarnation and we talk about this in the book, soul evolution, past lives and karmic ties, we don't always reincarnate here as men all the time or women all the time. We need a variety of experiences. Yeah. Mortal life is just this whole experience buffet. And sometimes you get a real bad dish. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is we're not shamans. We have a deep and abiding respect for native cultures who have shamans and faith healers from those traditions. And so we respect them, but that's not what we are. We don't make that. We're also not, we don't run around saying we're healers. We, we would never say that. The only real healer I could say would be Christ. Christ was a real healer, but we're just ordinary people helping out. We're also not qualified Reiki masters. We're not, we have never been to Reiki school. So for those people who are Reiki masters, we want you to know, we also deeply respect the time and effort that you've gone to. And we're never we, going to claim that. But what we do do is we always study. We're, we're always yes. studying what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, I was having a discussion with somebody um, about a very popular reincarnation book, which I really like by Denise Lynn, great book, but you know, sometimes there may be an element in that book that I would disagree with, or someone else would disagree with. It doesn't make that a negative thing. It's just that, and this was the conversation I was having. There's so much to learn within that book 
there's nuggets to grab it. Some of it may ring true for you. Some of it may not. And I think that's how we apply what we learn with all of these books and all of these things that we study and look at. And when we're putting a course together, the information in the course comes from years and years of studying <clears throat> a lot of the occult, a lot of the ancient wisdom and knowledge through some, let <clears throat> lose my voice here, some astonishing writers, some people who have had some amazing experiences and their information has been tested over time. So when we're doing a course, it's not just, you know, we channeled someone and we wrote it down. We actually do a huge amount of research and study and match. So we also verify what we're saying. So it is as accurate and as true as we can possibly make it. And if we recommend an action, that means that we have used that action, we have done it, we've tested it so that we can be confident in what we're sharing with, with all of our listeners well, or people who take our courses or read our books. And at the end of the day, you have to do what rings true for you. We're all in that same bucket, right? We all have to do what rings true for us. And we always say, you know, whenever we have a client or we're working with somebody, you know, find your truth. If you agree or disagree with us, that's okay, but find your truth. Don't hand your power over on a platter. And we see this a lot of times, especially in the Facebook groups about people, can somebody read me? Can somebody, you know, you're, what you're doing is you're handing your power over to a stranger and you don't know what that stranger really is capable of doing. And that puts yourself in a really dangerous position. And that's really why we don't ever make a claim that we're healers. If someone works with us, and something in their life improved, it's because the person on the other end of the phone was, did the work, did the work and was part of the healing process. And there are some people who have the amazing ability to heal, but it's exhausting. I can assure you, yeah. it does take their energy. I had one guy tell me, he says, I am a great healer. And, and I said, you drove up in a brand new Jag. And he says, let me tell you, you can make a ton of money at this. And I said, yeah, there's a oh, lot of oh charlatans out there. And he said, but I want you to teach me remote viewing because I know I could just do so much more. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't teach that at all. There's a lot. Well, there's a lot of karma with it. There's a lot of karma with it. And he said, and after I heal somebody, I am just charged up. And I said, really, you're not exhausted. And he, well, and that's a, that was a yeah. key element for me because we could do a whole dissertation on when healing. you're doing healing and you're, you finished healing with somebody, you should be tired. You shouldn't be full of energy because that means you're taking the energy from your clients. Now they're going to be people who disagree with this. They're going to say, I just channel the energy of the divine and I give it to the person and I get whatever is left over. The problem I have with that is if you are in fact bringing down divine energy, it's at such a high frequency, you have to step it down like a step down transformer so that the mortal person can actually use that energy. Otherwise, it's just, it doesn't actually go into them. Well, let's talk about an, a person who says that they have an angel walk into them to give divine guidance. Well, angels are really high frequency and they abide karmic law you know, tooth and nail here. So if an angel walks into me, they're violating a lot of spiritual law, but also they could probably make me like explode or something. It, it, the, the problem <laughs> I have with that is that 
no angel can violate free the will. sanctity of the free will of a mortal person. So I think that when people say that, I think they're very well intentioned and I think they want to do really good things for other people. And the truth is you don't really know who's there. And, and we do a lot of due diligence when we're working, when we work, when we work with the other side, we do, like Laura said, amazing amounts of due diligence. You can every never single time blindly trusting is dangerous. And exactly. when we talk about, we never use the word spirit for that reason. There's all kinds of spirits. If you go to the zoo, you've got all kinds of animals. You've got mammals and reptilians and, you know, birds and all kinds of stuff. So reptiles, reptiles. reptilians are supposed to be aliens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> reptilians. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Maybe there's reptilians at the zoo. That might explain some know. things. That would be hysterical. <laughs> so anyways, um, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> yeah. The, the word spirit constitutes all kinds of things. It constitutes, you know, our soul. We are a spirit. There are lower realms. Those are spirits. There's angels. Those are spirits. That's why we never use that term. It's best to categorize and label things so we know who and what we're really dealing with and as best as possible. As much as we possibly can. And what we thought we would do is a little bit of a retrospective today. You know... We're going to, um, yeah. Uh, regarding some of the things that people have sent to us in, in they're telling us that some of the things that we've said have helped them. And we thought we would share some of this because this really one thrilled. we got actually just a few days ago. And honestly, Tina, it, it made me like cry a little bit. Oh yeah. I was just stunned with this one. This is from Catherine and she says, I was lost and I didn't even realize it. I thought I was an atheist. I even married one. Then I started listening to ghost helpers, previously the karmic path for the past year. I have listened to every show. They taught me things that I thought were lost to me forever. They answered my questions patiently and they helped me find my own answers. I didn't realize I never stopped believing in God. I had only given up seeking him. My life has utterly changed. I left a rather challenging marriage. I stopped smoking weed and I started to follow my dreams. I feel the joy I thought naturally diminished after childhood, like a full force of wonder and delight at, uncertain, at an uncertain future. It's not the paranormal story, but most of the good bits are still unfolding. And for now, I'll just say the ghost helpers are soul helpers. And thanks to them, I feel alive again. And that was really cool. I we're so grateful. I, for I can't believe I read that without choking up because that it means the world to us to know that we're able to help somebody like that, and that and the fact that they can take that knowledge and move it forward in their life and for those around them. That's really that karmic ripple effect is all about. So you know, Catherine can take what she's learned and she can apply it to her life. And that echoes out in her world as well. And we're so grateful for her to have written in for that. Exactly. So thank you again for that. The next one comes from uh, a listener named Jamie. And she said, I'm so glad Laura helped me. She saved my life. She really, really helped me. A complete stranger. I needed help crossing over my grandmother. I was crippled with grief. Not only did she help my grandmother to go home, but she also helped cross over a lot of other ghosts that kept following me. 
Thanks to her, I feel so alive and no more hauntings and no more night terrors. I can't thank her enough. I will never forget her. Thank you again. This was the best lottery win ever without the money. And she really loves the crossing over prayers. Yeah, and too. if you go to ghosthelpers.com, there's a series of crossing over prayers where you can help yourself if you have a ghost or a loved one who's died with you. And this one, this next one was Sandra. And this was a very unusual case for us. Yeah, we worked on this together. And, you know, my family and I suffered for years due to a curse. The sickness took over my life, my body, and my soul. I saw doctors at prestigious hospitals and universities around the country. The doctors had no diagnosis for the severe muscle spasms that I was having all over my body, along with the chronic fatigue. They treated me with chemotherapy infusions. I did get a little better for a little while, but I was also literally killing myself. This was a 10-year cycle. 10 years? She goes on to say that she went to healers, shamans, and Reiki practitioners for help with no relief. I made a post online and I was introduced to Laura. She saved my life and now I'm able to stop chemotherapy pills and infusions. Laura and Tina have been a lifesaver for me and my family. These ladies definitely know what they're doing and I'm excited to keep learning from them. And they are amazing. God bless. So with Sandra, she had a really unusual situation where, and I'm going to use the word black magic was being performed on her. And when you have some type of mystery illness that no one can diagnose, chances are that it's something nefarious going on in a different dimension. Because if you think about it, it's the microscope effect. A couple hundred years ago, people did not believe in washing hands because you couldn't see the bacteria and the virus. So why should you wash your hands? So this concept with Sandra and is because we could see those elements that were attacking her. And once we were able to remove them, all of a sudden she got her life back. She got her life back. And it was, for her, it was really amazing. And she did work with, with us. It was, we were all three working together and you worked with her. Separately. I worked with her in the beginning. Just, and it was so just two times, it well, wasn't a hundred. It was just and twice. That's the other thing. If you're hiring a psychic or somebody, you shouldn't be a lifelong patient of theirs. And so I originally worked with Sandra and thanks to a connection made from a friend of ours, Janina, who saw the, her Sandra's post, um, she connected us up there, up together. And Sandra and I worked and we removed those offending elements. But what ended up happening was a couple of months later, and she had been fine. She had a living relative show up at her doorstep who did all kinds of terrible things. And it wasn't as bad as the first time around, but she caught it. She, Sandra was wise enough to know what had happened and we stopped that cycle. Right. And that was, that was amazing for her. Okay. We have another uh, testimonial from Carol Ann. And this was from someone that I was working with. I was at my hairdressers and one of the other hairdressers asked me if I had any more crossing over prayer cards because she was giving them to everyone who comes in to get their hair done. And so I asked her if they were working for her. And so she tells me this story. Uh, her ex-boyfriend was murdered. Uh, the, he, they broke up before he died, but they stayed friends. After he died, he seemed to be around her all the time. She could feel him. So could his brother. He felt that Jay constantly was near him. Carl, Jay's brother, would tell him how bad they all 
you know, felt, you know, this whole family, they just never seem to be able to stop grieving him. And it's been 10 years. And so she said, you know, I felt so helpless. I don't know what to do. And then when you came several months ago and brought those cards, I got curious, you know, so I sort of talked to Jay and asked him to give me a sign if he wanted me to cross him over. The next day, his brother Carl called and told me that he saw Jay in a dream and he was suffering so much that he couldn't breathe and he was begging for help. Oh my God, Tina, I had chills when Carl told me this and I knew it was a sign that Jay had to be crossed over. So I took a deep breath and I got out the card that you gave me and I said the prayer over and over. Then I asked Jay to give me a sign if he was okay, if the card worked. Well, I'd say, you know, couldn't have been two days. Carl called me all excited saying he saw Jay in a dream, all happy, healthy and handsome. He seemed completely at peace. That did it for me. I had those goosebumpy chills all over me. It worked. The card really worked. I'm a believer. I tell all my clients about this story. Finally, I know what to do and I feel happy inside. You know, I used to be so afraid of the idea of ghosts and I was not a good thing, but now I know that I can help them. Thank you. And we look at how much power she had. Right. And that crossing over prayer is available at ghosthelpers.com. There's a video of it. And if you go to spiritual tools, you can order some physical copies of it as well. It's a crossing over prayer cards. It's a print on demand place. So um, it just makes it easier to ship because we can't ship these all over the place. There's just not enough time between the two of us. And, you know, another one that I'm really grateful for, and we get a lot of comments and people writing in, if you go to ghosthelpers.com, and you go to the bottom of that homepage, there is a share your story. And that's where these are, are from. And this was from Monica. And she says, you know, an incredible thanks to Laura. I owe her my life. She reached out to me and helped me for several months now in ways that are so over the top amazing to do something for someone they'd never met before. And I've never met Monica in person or any, you know, of them in person. But she says she took time out of her day to help me through some crazy things going on. And, you know, if you're wanting further knowledge, check out their podcasts and websites. And, you know, she, she said that I was funny too. <laughs> you are funny. <laughs> so, Anyways, um, we're really grateful for all of these because it makes a big difference. And so please do follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever it is. If you're not connected or you're not sure how, write into contact at ghosthelpers.com. And we will put you on our mailing list and we don't share it with anyone. We don't, we send out one, maybe one a month. So you're not going to get a bunch of stuff from us um, because I find that annoying. Yeah. And so, so please do connect with us and we don't have any dates firmed up yet as to where we're speaking, but it looks like we're going up and down the West coast and I'm hoping for Chicago area, by the way, maybe your hometown. area. Yeah, that would be so cool. So our goal for 2020 is to talk about soul health, what that means, how can we improve our soul health? Because that is the one thing we all have in common as a soul, mm -hmm. period. Although there are some soulless people I have met. There, there are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, being of spiritual service and when we can work to improve our soul health, our mental, our physical, emotional health, all of those also get carried up because it's generally a big math problem. Well, look at it this way. That hairdresser moved on uh, uh, her ex-boyfriend who was murdered. It was so empowering for her that it changed her on all these subtle levels. She wasn't afraid of ghosts anymore. 
she did something that was of enormous spiritual service and she got validation, which you don't always get. That's really the truth. She happened to get validation, especially when this ghost now says, you know, I'm not a ghost anymore. Basically, look how happy and healthy I am, which is a really good. And clue. somebody who's murdered will generally not cross over because of that trauma and shock and fear. Uh, and then how many times have you had something just shock you and you forgot what to do? It's the same concept. So crossing them over is a huge service. And we're going to be, like I said, speaking around up and down the coast and hopefully back east a bit. And we're also going to be talking about hosting some spiritual retreats. We're going to Monument Valley next week. I'm so excited. We're going to do a show from Monument Valley. So please do tune in to the Monument Valley show because we're going to be next week. We're focusing in on timelines and events and all of these things. It's a business trip for us. And we're going to kind of flush things out. Usually we do it in December, but my husband decided he'd no longer needed his appendix. So that's what happened. Yeah. And you know what he said? <laughs> you're well, if you read Louise Hayes book, you can heal your life. What, what all these things mean. Appendix means, you know, fear. So he's like, I had my fear removed. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband is no longer has fear. <laughs> Bless his heart. That was really cool. I think one of the things, as we're talking about Monument Valley, a lot of people think that the spiritual place is Sedona. And for a lot of people, it certainly is, but it isn't for me. It's a gorgeous place. Yeah, oh there's there's a lot Beautiful. of positive and negative energy there. I mean, and that's everywhere too. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But but Monument Valley is an, a really remarkable place. Okay, so we do have some new books that are on the horizon that are coming out that are going to be super spiritually helpful. That yeah, everyone and by the way, yesterday oh, we, we submitted Ghost Stories from the Ghost Point of View Volume 2 as an audiobook. So that should be out in about a week or so. So we'll keep you posted. Yeah, we're excited that about was, that. That's a good one. And check out ghosthelpers.com. You can find our courses and our books and all of these things that we're going to be doing here in 2020. We'd love to have you come and join us. We love what we do. We are super grateful to everybody at TTR, of course, and Benny at KKNW. And we want to thank the Oil Lounge also for sponsoring our shows throughout the year. They are an amazing company. It's a team of nurses who also use essential oils, so they have the science behind it. We'd love to hear from you. Check out, contact us at contact at ghosthelpers.com. And thank you to Benny and Zach, our producers, for all their help in putting this show together. And we will see you next week.